2: I'm gay and I'm proud. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century, from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I'm your TV guide, Barb Hardly, and I want all of you to say hello to the Nantucket,
1: to my Martha's Vineyard, Ethan K. Hello, Ethan. Hey, Barb. That was the best. That was my favorite intro. I I am now uh an an island
2: in You're Massachusetts unto yin self um and i'm martha's vineyard because i am a woman um and welcome to the final pride month installment of must have seen tv because pride month is a year long i don't care what anyone has to say
1: our pride month went until august we are recording now on august 19th uh there's been some there's been some travel, uh so we haven't been able to get in the uh in the old studio, mm-hmm. uh, which is our two offices and record in the past couple weeks. Um there've been some family things, Oof. but we are we're happy to record and happy to see that some of our numbers are really going up on YouTube. Come on our, through. Our uh Alfred Hitchcock episode has over 450 views. Which either says a lot about us, or it says a lot about I'm Alfred about, Hitchcock, about Mr. Hitchcock. Um,
2: and I have not. I, I, Barb is back. I'm doing drag. I have not done drag for most of Proud Month, which has been, I don't know, an ox, not an oxymoron, but inappropriate. <laughs> I should have been in drag the entire month, but whatever. But I think that I look stunning. Let's just take a whole look. Hop on to YouTube so you can see. The full eleganza.
1: <laughs> the Prince and the Showgirls, starring Barb Hardley ah, and Lawrence Olivier.
2: This is my audition to be one of Dean Martin's gold diggers. And since he is dead, I think that I have a good shot at it.
1: Just keep sending <laughs> him those letters and emails, and he'll he'll get back to you one of these days. I know he will. <laughs> he loves uh, his hands. But so I thought that it would- Oh, I need to actually readjust. The mic whoa the, the camera. Hi. That's a that's a bit down the front, Barb. Oh god! The microphone, the microphone leaped Everyone. off the off the off the desk.
2: Everyone, we're fine. We're fine. We're back. Cool. Um anyway, is that that's a good angle. <laughs> Hike up the boobs. We're good. Well, one of the things that I this is actually appropriate to Pride Month, and it's appropriate to the episode we're talking about today is one of the things that I did while I was away was I was, I mean, in theory, I'm on a television show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, HBO's We're Here, which is the drag. Uh, it's like it's the it's a docu-series. You could call it a makeover show, but it really isn't. It's more than that. It's actually it's an Emmy winning drama. Uh, real life. Um, ooh, I love how just standing up wins me. this is something that i discovered during this very story like the premise of the show is three drag drag race girls three queens go to small towns and pluck people from the local community gay and straight across all the spectrums and put them in drag to do a show um but the real point of it is to like focus on the local queer communities and and all these places where they aren't as lucky as new york city or you know los angeles or the big cities and they just so happened to be shooting the season four premiere in my hometown of murfreesboro tennessee (laughs) which is wild but also it's like sad that they needed the show but Hmm. um they had their pride month canceled by the like board of by the city whatever uh And so we're here was like, well, we're going to go and give them a pride. And one of the things involved an open night, open call drag show at the bar where I came out of the closet. (laughs) And so I flew down to do drag at the bar where I first told my three best friends that I was a homosexual. Um, I kissed my first boy across the street in the parking lot of the college's uh, stadium. So, okay. yeah,
1: it I was. Wild. I knew I knew that part of the story. I didn't realize it was the parking lot of the college's stadium. You hadn't, you hadn't, you hadn't told me that part before.
2: Because uh, the man, the boy, the the gentleman that I uh, came out for, um, we we were both TV production majors, and we were working uh, truck production, which is where you have the mobile production truck. And you do sporting events usually, so we were doing the college football game that night. Ah! And he was running. No, he was running. Is uh, he running the chiron? And I was doing like slow motion. But the entire night, I just spent thinking about him. You were and running hot. I was. I well, because he came out to me like a like a week earlier, and that was the first time that a guy that I thought was cute uh was actually a homosexual and it was like oh if i wanted to kiss him in theory he would be down just you know logistically it would work (laughs) (laughs) because usually all the men that i found attractive were straight men and so i was like well all straight men feel this way clearly (laughs) uh and yeah and so then we we kissed for that's why it was at the um at the stadium (laughs) That's a good uh, and, story
1: though that's i like yeah, that yeah and i story.
2: got to do drag after sasha valour who's one of the new hosts who is my favorite drag queen of all time season 9 winner of ruPaul's drag
1: race which i have shown you at least once or twice i don't know we've seen we've uh, seen it twice the only the only drag race that i've seen is that particular season because you invited people over to watch mm-hmm. it and we're like oh this is great and then we you've invited us over for seb's birthday and seb as uh, seb wanted to watch drag race and he said, Oh, let's watch my favorite season. So we just watched the same season over again. Like I'm to say like two years later. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And
2: I will also say that if anyone wants to have drag race party season nine is the perfect season because every episode is 45 minutes or 40 minutes. So you can actually watch an entire season in a day. Uh, it has episode by episode, the best lip syncs of the entire series. I think episode for episode has a lot of shocks, a lot of twists and turns. And then the finale is the first RuPaul's Drag Race finale to actually be exciting and to actually <laughs> like, and it changed the entire franchise. So I, and I told Sasha Velour all this. <laughs> when I met her, I was like, we have season nine parties. We love, so yeah, it was wild that I had to follow her.
1: So you space. didn't, you, you hadn't met her before.
2: No, I've met, I've interviewed about 150 Rue girls in my day job. Uh, she's the one, she's one that I hadn't. And so meeting her was actually a big deal. Um, oh, fun. and for my number, I did a, a mix of, um, uh, Jesse Ware's uh, oh my God, uh, free yourself, but the verses I subbed out with the, I dream of genie commercial from Nick at night, early nineties. Uh, I am sitting on the sofa. There's a TV in the corner. And then the second verse was the green acres theme, just the Ava Gabor part. <laughs> so. <laughs> So on brand,
1: <laughs> very cool, very cool. So, that so you got is... to
0: go.
1: You got to go to Tennessee. You got to be on television. You got to do do drag in public like you've wanted to do for the I know. past. My three, second show, or five and it
2: was in front of uh, three RuPaul's Drag Race winners yeah. in in the bar where I came out of the closet. So. Uh, the episode should air, I guess, early next year. I don't really know what their timetable is, and I also don't even know how much of the show is going to be included in yeah. the series. But it's just like whatever. I did it, and I like it was fuck. It was amazing. So you had to sign uh, a release
1: and everything. You had to do all that.
2: Yes, I did. Yeah. So,
1: all right, so. <laughs> there's nothing um, legally stopping you from being on
2: this television show. Please give me my, because then maybe my family will actually watch it and understand me just a millimeter so we're gonna have some stuff to talk about with this episode (laughs) (laughs) because I went to Tennessee to do drag and my entire family knew that well I also went because my nephew um it was weird wild serendipitous bad timing of like my nephew was having a health issue so I was already planning on going down and they were like we're actually in Murfreesboro this week and I was like well this is a wild confluence of a so I spent time with my family, and they knew that I was also doing this show, and not one of them mentioned it. So anyway, oh. what have you been watching?
1: What have I been watching? <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a good question. There hasn't been a lot that's really jumped out. Although the new My Adventures with Superman uh, has been a lot of fun. Uh, that's the new anime-inspired uh, Superman show that's on Max, formerly mm-hmm. HBO Max. Um,
0: So which,
2: hold on, which rebranding is worse? HBO Max as Max. So like which billionaire idiot uh, uh, rebranding is worse? HBO Max as Max or Twitter as X?
1: Twitter as X completely because the dumbest thing. Max, you know, there were HBO Max for a while and they dropped the HBO. Twitter has no X's in the name. There's no reason to call it (laughs) X.
2: And also the fact that it came out that he wanted to rename PayPal X like 15, like a long time ago. And the board was like, absolutely not. Good day to you, sir. So it is wild that it's just like he's just wanted to name a company X for a long time. And Twitter. Oh, darn. Twitter got it.
1: Yeah. The one that I read about last night was that he yesterday he removed the block button from Twitter X. So you can't block anyone. And it's because believed to be because he finally saw the numbers of the number of people who are blocking him currently. Unfortunately, (laughs) uh, for all the major um, uh, Internet platform, um, phone platforms, you have to have a block button for your social uh, social app to be accepted by the store. So we're going to see how that plays out. (laughs) Um, He is a dumb, dumb, dumb con. Dumb man. Yeah. Dumb con but my adventures with Superman. Good. My Adventures with Superman. Uh, I said that really fast. My Adventures with Superman is a fun show. Uh, it's a different origin of a whole bunch of classic uh Superman villains. Um, I like th- I want to think that Superman's going through a little bit of a resurgence. Uh he's you know, he's got his ups and downs, but the Superman comics have been really good. Um, he's got this new movie coming out. They just cast uh some people. Oh, yeah. uh uh, i don't remember the names because uh rachel brosnan brosnahan yeah that's good that's what i know uh she's she's lois lane uh not in in the new movie not the the cartoon show but the cartoon show is is entertaining and and we are enjoying that how about you what are you watching uh oh my god have you had time to watch anything
2: uh wait am i not watching Oh, well, okay. so Drag Race France. (laughs) Okay. Um, so, you know, there are currently currently airing right now are Drag Race Mexico, Drag Race France, Drag Race Down Under and Drag Race Philippines. So all four of those are airing at once right now. (laughs) This is the life that I lead. So I, I don't watch all of them weekly. Like I'll like let them pile up and then on like a weeknight, I'll watch like three Mexicos in a row. But we got caught up with Drag Race France, and I will say that Drag Race France is the best season of any Drag Race uh, show, of which there have been nine so far this year. <laughs> it is the best of all of them, and I highly recommend people figure out a way to watch it. Bob well, Presents Plus uh, is the you know easiest way. Um, but it it is absolutely phenomenal. It has big season nine energy. Um, I tried to do my eyebrows like uh, Cookie Cunty, who is one of the queens. Uh, but didn't work uh, as much. And also, oddly enough, Cookie Cunty out of drag looks like the guy that I uh, kissed in a stadium parking lot. <laughs> he looks exactly, he <laughs> looks a lot like the guy that I came out of the closet to uh, be with, who then left me immediately to be with Jesus. Uh, but, you know,
1: whatever. <laughs> I <laughs> All hope that they're is... happy together.
2: No, he's, he finally came out, came out and has a long term partner. So he's well. good. Um, and also, hey, and also, we didn't stop after kissing from you know november 5th to when i moved to new york the next august plenty more happened that uh, mm. sex was had etc it was wild sam and diane level nonsense <laughs> anyway uh but speaking of sam and diane and cheers because this yeah. show is in the same universe
1: we're talking about wings
2: This week, we're traveling to December 14th, 1990. Home Alone ruled the box office. Because I Love You, the Postman song by Stevie B, topped the Charts, which is a song that I was like, I had no idea what this is until I listened to it. And I heard the chorus and I was like, okay, I vaguely remember this. And NBC aired the Wings episode, There's Always Room for Cello.
1: Ethan, you must have seen There's Always Room for Cello before today. I can guarantee you that I have not sat through an entire episode of Wings ever, because I thought it was ever, ever. I've it's 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 come on and I've watched like a little bit and I'm just like, this is okay, but it never feels like the stakes are ever big. It's a very mild show. I will say,
2: I think multiple houses burned down as plot points on this show. (laughs) So the stakes were high. Every now and then, like well, I think that later on, uh, Joe's brother Brian, I think burns down his house, and then they get a new house, and he might burn down that one d- accidentally. Like, yeah, having sex with a bunch of candles, not not having sex oh, with well. candles, but <laughs> having sex and having candles going, and then letting them. Anyway.
1: Um, what the knowing this is the '90s and thinking about all the other '90s sitcoms, and this is granted early '90s. This is a very very mild intro to the series where i know how in in the 90s there was a lot of slap bass there was a lot of like heavy oh god yeah there was there was like a lot of like things coming at you all the time and like you know very tried to be very edgy and this the opening to this show is literally a schubert piano concerto (laughs) and shots of planes landing and nantucket and it's the it's it's literally what you would see behind karaoke when you're trying to do like a very, very slow Neil Diamond song. <laughs> like a, come sail away. Oh, come sail away is is is, a, is, is the misfits compared to this opening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it. So I did watch Wings growing up. I think that Wings was actually one of the first like adult sitcoms that I uh, watched um because i was big into like tgif which those are not adult sitcoms uh, no they're for kids but like wings was one of the first like NBC sitcoms that i was aware of i don't remember what the first episode i watched was what i find interesting about wings is like uh tony Shaloub, not in this season i do believe like they took no. him it's one it's kind of like night court the show that came on before it uh in that like it took them a little while to like get that cast uh set up
1: thomas hayden church was the other kind of big uh, star because he's the comic relief, stoic kind of dumb guy. He and en- he left before the season ended, before the series ended. Came back as a guest star for a couple episodes, and then was not in the last episode, last season at all. Tony Shaloub came on, I think, when is a third season, mm-hmm. um, and then he became a regular. Um, Amy Yasbeck, uh, yes, he- she John Ritter's not- widow if I was going to say Problem Child films. <laughs> uh she is very associated with the show. She didn't join until I want to say the last 3 seasons, maybe last 2. Um so yeah, it's it's a show that that lasted long enough, 8 seasons for it to go through some cast changes. Um but the, the main cast, uh Tim Daly, Steve Weber, Crystal Bernard, uh David Schram for the entire series.
2: Oh, and Faye, whoever I can't remember who played. And her. Faye,
1: yeah, uh, you know, I I didn't pull yeah. it up, and just kind of like looking at everyone else's cast list, she was she, she was the one that was just a TV actor. I I, I don't know when to say just a TV actor, but I don't think that she had any big breakout roles in uh, the same way that Stephen Weber might. Or uh, Stephen Weber Daly. still
2: po- still popping up on stuff today, and every single time I'm like, "There's Brian." Yeah, You're- well, and Tim Daly
1: voice Superman. Voice Superman. Uh, he plays he plays Joe Hackett. He's the uh, he and his brother Brian uh, own a small airport uh, and small air sorry a small airline on Nantucket. They do little jaunts over to Boston and uh, Martha's Vineyard little short things it is this is the concept of the show that like i i I didn't know much about it other than it was a small tiny airport didn't know where it was um interestingly enough today uh in the news a plane crashed in martha's vineyard oh no everyone's okay
2: Brian. It
1: (laughs) it was a small plane from martha's vineyard to uh montauk and everyone's fine but i'm just like oh that's very Very interesting that that happened happened today.
2: What I find it, like, so I read the um, Warren Littlefield's book, Top of the Rock, I think is what it's called. That is his time at NBC. So it's basically like the golden, like, 20 years of the 80s and 90s. And it runs through, like, the creation of all these shows. And what I find funny is that, like, the one running, well, there's, you know, there are running themes throughout the book. But one that keeps coming up over and over again is just... Everyone being like, "Oh, Wings!" (laughs) (laughs) All executives, all producers, like everyone, just like, "Oh, Wings!" and like, Wings was there, like they're like, "It's Cheers in an airport." Like everyone behind the scenes at NBC seemed to be very dismissive of of Wings, but, uh, Wings was a hit, and Wings you can stream, you can stream Wings on a lot of places.
1: Yeah, I watched it on Amazon Prime because I was watching it from my laptop
2: know watch it from paramount plus that's the other uh, place
1: i could have watched it there
2: but i didn't so it is yes like you know it has and it launched a lot of careers so yeah. i tony mean Shaloon. thomas hayden church tony shalhoub monk himself um <laughs> and tim daly pops up on some hallmark stuff every now and then and so i usually get excited about that tim daly Crystal barnard
1: it. started a gospel singing career so i don't know Uh, I did know, I did learn that she was uh, in Slumber Party Massacre 2 and is one of the creepy background extras in Birdhouse in Your Soul. uh, The video from They Might Be Giants.
2: Work, Crystal Bernard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's
1: Uh, got a singing career.
2: But this week on Must Have Seen TV, we'll be talking about the Wings episode. There's always room for cello. It's the 10th episode of season two and was written by Peter Casey and David Lee, who is a homosexual and directed by Noam Pitlick. Here's how Paramount Plus describes the episode. Roy gets the surprise of his life when he agrees to let his star athlete son take cello lessons from Helen. Ethan, how accurate
1: is this description? Hells yeah. I mean, that's that. That's it. It's less about the. I want to say it's less about the cello lessons. Like an unskilled show would make it about the cello lessons. It's not about the cello lessons. It's It's about about, the homosexual in the room. (laughs) It's about people.
2: It's about, it's about, it's
1: about people. Wings is people. (laughs) It's about family, Barb. And that's, and that's what I think it all found family, found family and real family. Um, it's got it's got a great uh, guest star in Abraham Ben Rudy.
2: Love Abraham Ben Ruby. Love him
1: and things. Uh you know, like if you him. watched
2: television in the 90s, yeah. You saw him. He was uh, oh god, was his name Jerry on ER? Like he was in almost every episode for the first like 10 years, he was, but he was never yep. a main cast. Um, and then he was also Olaf the troll
1: on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And he was, but people a lot of people remember him as being Kubiak. The bully in Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Ah, uh, which was before this. It was before this. Yes. So he was probably even more baby face than he is here. He's also gigantic. Yeah. And I also learned, fun fact, uh, that he was also a roadie for No Doubt. Oh, hell! wait. On their first Be- tour. B- before they before, like, don't speak.
2: So I'm like yeah. he was on e r like why is he going out and being a roadie for no doubt at that point? No, um, <clears throat> so the episode opens with a cold open, which is just a joke that has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. It's just uh, uh Joe, Tim Daly asking Faye the older, but sassy, like um uh she's like she works the announcements,
1: yeah, she's like she's she she works the the desk. Where people, yeah. you know, descontentant. ask desk attendants, they ask questions. She checks tickets, uh, that kind of stuff.
2: He asked her, Is this a five or an eight? And then she's like, You know what? People always think and never tell my fives and eights apart, blah, 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 blah. He's like, Well, is it a five or an eight? She's like, It's a seven. Do, do, do. We're doo, gone. Doo, 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 and that's doo,
1: it. <laughs> doo, doo, doo. That's the opening. Yeah. A, a, a joke that probably could have survived from the last ice age.
2: Now, I will say, this episode of Wings, on the whole, there are a lot of jokes in
1: this. Yeah. I mean, it do, it, it lives up to Langer. the promise that it's a sitcom, a situation yes, comedy. There's situations and there's comedy.
2: But, like, I don't think... There might be one, but it's all very gentle. They're gentle jokes. A lot of them are jokes I don't see coming, which is good. But they aren't, like, super sharp and, like, make you... I laughed harder at o
1: Madeline, You know? Like... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'll agree with that. There are a couple of places where I did just go <laughs> and, and I wrote it down because I thought it yeah. was, it was interesting. There Easy were enough watching. jokes where I was just kind of like, eh, hey, okay. Yeah, that's a you, different writer wrote that joke.
2: Well, and that actually is kind of a subplot of this episode because... So like it opens with Faye, like giving the announcement, she's like our flights to Martha's Vineyard in Boston and Calcutta are leaving soon. And then everyone's like, well, she's like, just making sure you're listening (laughs) because obviously they're not flying to Calcutta. And then (laughs) like Brian and Lowell are both like eagerly watching the bathrooms upstairs because a woman's gone up there. They switched the signs, men and women. And they're like, oh, can't wait to see how this turns out. And it turns out Joe had already switched them back because he was like, "Hey, these were switched up here. So the running the the like sub 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 plot is Joe doesn't have a sense of humor. And I think there's that- like they tie it up in the pull in the in the 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 stinger at the very end. but Naria mentioned for the bulk of the episode
1: now i i' I don't remember the show very well, but I do remember Steven Weber, and I don't remember Tim Daly at oh all. wow. I think I, I had a
2: crush on Tim Daly. I think so. I think I remember him for that reason.
1: Uh, <laughs> since this this is the 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 final Pride Month, there is a sad story about uh, Tim Daly and homosexuality. He, I believe, is straight. His father, oh. James Daly, uh, was a an actor. Previous generation um, had a family. Was in the uh, show called Medical Center, which was okay. a big, uh, big drama. That um, sounds
2: right. In like the 50s and 60s, they're like, what are buildings? Medical
1: Center? That's a show. Hotel, you know. Hotel? Uh, That's a show. He did uh, He did an episode of Twilight Zone, which was pretty good. And as after, you know, his, he had his wife and kids, he's like, I am gay. I am going to go through conversion therapy because this is a disease. Oh, no. And and then he just he just abandoned his family because he didn't want his homosexuality to affect his wife and children. So he left them.
2: Oh, no, Tim. What not... the fuck? That's that's not how the story was supposed to go. Like, no, he went through conversion therapy, but it didn't work. And he got out and he did. He die. What happened? Did he I ever? Mean, he,
1: he did die. He's
2: dead. Yeah. But because that's how lifespans work. We all die. Bro. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Um, oh. so that's that's the sad story. There to to you know to counterbalance the happy story that happens in this episode, <laughs> there is that real life behind the scenes drama in Tim Daly's life, whose sister, by the way, is Tyne Daly. Oh right, that's wild from, from Cagney and Lacey. Because she is like
2: she has to be significantly older than him, right?
1: I don't know. I'm I don't I don't know there I don't know the interests I mean... of these people. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but, no, um, my, so, yeah. Oh, boy, that's upsetting. That's uh. a sad story. That's a sad story. <laughs> uh, but then we finally get like the, what the actual plot is going to be, because Roy, who is played by David Schramm, who is the jerk, he runs like the other airline, tiny airline that like runs out of the airport. There are like yeah, two it's, airlines.
1: It's the it's the two air- competing airlines. Roy's kind of like the like the, the bigger fish. And mm. the the other airline, uh, Sandpiper Air, is the smaller of the two, and they both go through the same airport, um, the Tom Nevers Airport, which is a fictional and, airport.
2: <laughs> and he's a he's a lecherous like jerk, like you know, he's he's that character. Yeah. Got to have that character. Always oh, looking for that buck. Always oh, looking for the ladies. Uh, he's very happy because his son, his seventeen year old son, who is a football person. He plays defensive oh, I tackle. OK, I didn't write that down. Uh, no, I did. Starting defensive tackle at the high school. He's 17 years old and he has a 19 inch neck, baby. And he's very proud of his masculine son.
1: His masculine big necked son played yeah. by Abraham Ben Rudy, who is about the size of a pyramid. He's gigantic. He's a yeah. huge man.
2: Well, and so it's really uh it's a really good setup for the story because the, like Roy goes on a very long monologue basically about he, how he taught his son to be a man, basically like masculine. Like he was just like, you know, mom used to hate all this, but what the hell she's dead now. (laughs) Like, you know, like she's very into it. And this is what I want. um Well, I don't think any conservative Christians listen to the podcast anymore, but I will say, look how hard Roy tried. And it didn't work. Now, do you think that my parents uh, gave me wigs and dresses? No, they made they would grab Barbie dolls off of the like rack and be like, do you want this for Christmas? (laughs) Of course not. Like rubbing your face, Um, (laughs) no matter how hard you try. If your son is a homosexual, he's gonna be fabulous eventually is what (laughs) I'm getting at. You can't stop people because you keep giving birth to us
1: you got off on the exit and you can't get back on the the highway no
2: roy tried
1: hard roy tried hard he's gonna find a weird take they threw in a weird fat joke that i I wasn't very cool with where (laughs) roy's talking about his old his old high school football days and he's pointing to the skinny brian and he goes "Uh, i used to eat guys like you for lunch and brian goes oh it looks like you ate a few of us which is kind of an example of the humor we get on wings. Like it's just like, oh yeah. Yeah, the way it works is that is that um uh, Joe, this more straight-laced brother, kind of comes in with the rye jokes that are a little bit more tame. And Brian's the more wild, kind of crazy one played by Steven Weber, and he's like he he gets in the kind of like the little the, the baser jokes, mm-hmm. but also a little bit more creative.
2: <laughs> like so, like after Roy gives his whole spiel. Helen, who is uh, Crystal Bernard, who is like the, the uh, she runs the little diner there. She's Southern. She's a professional cellist on Nantucket working at it. She's got a lot going on. Her character's yeah. got a lot. Um, <laughs> and she's also uh, Joe's love interest off and on. And so she's like, oh, is that, oh, Roy's son's, I got a weird phone call last night. Someone like wanting me, like it was, uh, God, I know, then then was, Brian, like Joseph says, like a, someone wanted it was Brian Brian making, but it was like Brian making sucking sounds. Okay.
1: So the, the, to explain the joke a little bit. It she's like, weird. I got a weird phone call and it, and it wasn't from you, Brian. And she goes, uh, and Brian goes, no. And she, and she goes, no, those weren't wet. There weren't any wet sucking sounds. And then, and then Brian goes, oh, that's just the opener, baby. If you didn't hang, if you didn't hang up, you'd see that. Yeah, he called it like an icebreaker.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But also just like hearing wet sucking sounds was like, oh boy. Um, But it turns out it was RJ um, and he was asking for cello lessons. And so she was like, yeah, I'll give them to him. Um, uh, Roy doesn't know, obviously, because cellos are uh, gay. So (laughs) they, of course, wouldn't. let him know yet but she says so he's coming over here later because we're gonna um, practice in the warehouse and it's not because they don't want to build another set the only use for this episode it is because (laughs) her downstairs neighbor is complaining that the sound of uh, Helen's cello is making her cat sterile to which Lowell says maybe the best joke the entire episode is like oh the noise is making her cat sterile I wish you'd play for my sister
1: (laughs) I like that. <laughs> Lowell doesn't change expression ever. I made a note of that. It doesn't ever change <laughs> expression. Uh, there's also a, a fun line where uh, they said, Oh, you know, RJ is the 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 jock. Maybe he's coming for maybe you're you're going to give him some culture and refinement. And she goes, Culture and refinement, I have gambling debts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was cute. See, a lot going on with uh with Helen. <laughs> but then it turns out,
2: like I guess what later on they find out no, Rolly does know. Um, he's the they what everyone else doesn't know is what he thinks is RJ's reason for coming yeah which RJ apparently in order to get Roy to like let him do this or to like just have no questions asked had to be like dad I'm horny for Helen
1: <sighs> and then Roy's like well play some cello
2: yeah please believe go. me
1: that did that math works in some people yeah
2: God, and, and then so then that leads to some nice double entendre where like Helen doesn't know this of course and so she's like yeah, you know, I have a real hands on approach and then all the guys are snickering because subplot, they're all very into jokes this episode. And this is a great practical joke. So they're all like watching a little <laughs> bit. And then she also says, you know, bef- before long, he'll be taking out his instrument and entertaining the family. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone now, thought good. So now I'm like, I'm trying to relate myself to RJ as the relate. As the resident homosexual, as if uh, viewers and listeners couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> no, I'm trying to think about if I ever lied to. I think I just didn't do the gay stuff.
1: Didn't do <laughs> if, like, the gay stuff.
2: If, if 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 there was like a whiff of they could question anything. I just didn't do it. Um, didn't.
1: And that's this. and that's kind of how Roy's feeling is that his son R.J. has given him no indication that anything is different. Yeah.
2: So now uh, we get the first cello lesson, right? Yes.
1: In and the hangar.
2: In, in the hangar, which is a huge set. Like later when they pan to like
1: show the rest of it, I'm like, this is ginormous. It's huge. And I think that she starts off as the weird, she doesn't do a good job of teaching the cello because she asks, do you, can you read music? And he says, no. And her only ex- explanation on reading music is, well, this note here is the hen, and that's the whole note. And these notes here are the little chicks. These are eighth notes. And I'm like, I didn't learn eighth notes for like six months when I started the piano. You start out with whole notes and quarter notes. <laughs> you don't just go bum, 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 bum. No, you go bum, bum, bum. This is thrilling for people bum, watching bum, on bum, YouTube, bum. I'm sure.
2: <laughs> well, and she, she also only has a little book for little children. To like teach yeah. them so it's all like with hens and chickens and
1: that. i still have i still have my version which has little gnomes oh. and it's from the 1950s and is unfortunately racist in parts but it's it's what, what i got in 1987 1986 1987 when i started playing i still have it it's sitting um next to my keyboard right now
2: Aww. uh so as soon as, like, the lesson starts, they're going at it. And then Joe, like, walks in and pulls Helen aside to tell her.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass
1: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
2: Like, hey, this is actually, like, what's happening. uh. Yes. And... What I like is that she's not mad when she's she finds her, out. That she, yeah, she's, yeah, like, she's oh, like, oh, oh, that's oh nice. Well,
1: yeah. 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 It's and not, so she, there, you know, there. there is no hint of impropriety or threat. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, it, it's cute that this person who towers over me by literally three feet likes me. And I'm just going to I'm just going to play with that. I'm just going to I'm just going to be comfortable with that.
2: Abraham Ben Ruby was like, I can't imagine they had anyone else in mind for this or like he came in. They were like, well, shut down auditions. It's clearly him because he is young, huge, like, but also I could never imagine him hurting anyone. No. Even before we find out that he's gay when they're like, he's horny for Helen. It's like, well, I'm not imagining him posing any threat to her i'm like he might give her a flower you know Like,
1: yeah that's <laughs> it's good casting abraham yeah, ben yeah. ruby is, is has done a, a a great body of work and this is just him being a young actor and gigantic
2: <laughs> yeah it's great so she goes out and she's like well we can just put this you know cello pretense aside let's talk about she starts talking about hormones um but wait then she starts panicking about because
1: if he, he... He just keeps saying, I just want the cello lesson. I just want to learn the cello. And she's like, (laughs) yeah, she's like, don't you like me? And he's like, I just want to play the cello. Just want to play the cello.
2: He ultimately is like, it's not you. It's me. I'm gay. And what I like is that she's not shocked at first. They go to commercial break and they cut on her not being. She's like, oh, okay." Or, you know, she's like relieved. She's like, oh, thank God. He's still like, you know, he's not into me because He's a homosexual. I'm still hot. Uh, and then, but then it comes back and he's kind of like, and she's like, well, dude, is there really not like what's going on here?
1: Yeah. It's, it's the thing that I remember seeing it in like every sitcom that, that where a character says they're gay is that, are you sure? Yeah. Are you positive about that? So she does all that. And he's, and yeah. I like that he's like,
2: I've gone to the library. Donahue did a whole week on it. I have, you know, I haven't found anyone to be gay with, but you know, I, I'm pretty sure.
1: Which, Which, I don't know. I mean, I've been to, to to Nantucket once. I am sure you can probably find somebody to be gay with now in Nantucket. Yeah,
2: this is a tiny place. Man.
1: It's pretty oh, small. Boy. They had a really good ice cream, I recall. I haven't been. I So, but
2: what I love is, instead of this being a sad coming out story, there are things to talk about later on. But right here, there is a happiness. Like he comes out, he's this the first person he's told, and he is suddenly so happy. Yeah. He's like, I'm this feels great. And I want anyone, if you are closeted and questioning whether or not to come out of the closet, that is accurate. It feels so good to f- finally say, I'm gay. Uh, I remember that night driving back from uh, the Burrow Bar and Grill after kissing my first boy and telling my three best friends that, you know, I guess I'm in a relationship with this guy now. Um, I was like just like screaming so happily while driving home. Just like. So such like euphoria uh, that this episode conveys, which actually is a part of coming out that we don't really See that much. Um, and then he immediately starts telling everybody.
1: Yeah, he, that's I there's not I mean there's no joke to it. He's just like someone who walks in the door, he's Bang, like hey,
2: I'm gay, hey, I'm gay, and everyone's and like she's like, Oh, everyone should be happy. And then Joe comes in, and Joe's response is kind of funny, where he's like, pulls Helen aside and is like, Five minutes ago he was horny for you and now he's gay. What did you do? Like, <laughs> funny. But um, then he tells uh, Brian and Lowell, and then it like Lowell uh, is like, what? He's like, and then is uh, like, well, what do I have to do to prove it to you? And he's like, nothing. Absolutely nothing.
0: <laughs> also, that was
1: funny. I, I felt that there was just a lot of support and uh, not a lot of judging from the main crew.
0: Yeah, this isn't like, like
1: Cheers,
2: uh, where you find out that half of the cast are just full on homophobes. But I still love Cliff, and I know that his homophobia comes from a, a cl- being closeted. Cliff, you can come out; it's fine.
1: They and this show did cross over with Cheers Cliff in several and places, and uh, and Frasier. Um, yeah,
2: created by the same people.
1: Yeah, uh, weirdly so. enough, uh, this is another kind of like just dark thing uh, about planes. Is that the creator, the producer, David Angel? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, God. Died in the first plane to hit the World Trade Center. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the show itself is so dull, but everything around it, you're like, wait,
2: what? Well, I also think Thomas Hayden Church left the show under... I feel like something shady went on. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I need to go back in the newspapers and do a Sasha Mitchell on him. But I feel like he was accused of something or like there was something that happened. Oh I don't feel like, I don't know. Uh, I should have done the research, but I was too busy being beautiful. I'm really just like getting <laughs> into it. I have been doing drag on this podcast, I don't know, probably a year now. And I good. look great. I have come this so far. Uh, I'm very good at doing drag. Please book me. For live performances, <laughs> uh, but no, he's telling everybody. And all Brian wants is like, "Have you told Roy? You haven't. I need to be there. This needs to happen. I need to watch him freak out
1: because he needs to tell his dad because yes. he wants to tell his dad. He's just like, I'm telling everybody, and the mo- person closest to me is my dad. We tell which, each other everything. He's my best friend, which is wild. Uh, so he that, hasn't. He hasn't told. He hasn't. He's hold. He's held off on telling his dad. But in the meantime, he's told everybody else to oh, the he, point where organizing. Nantucket <laughs> has organized its first pride parade. He is the grand marshal of the, the first pride parade. And he still has I to love. tell his dad.
2: And like, this is like the next day when Helen finds out, she pulls him aside. And I like how she says, uh, you've been a busy little fella, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. Uh, and then he's like, yes, I'm gay and I'm proud. And I'm like, yes, Good. You should be. I yeah. am proud of uh, how sexy I look. <laughs> I mean, like, Ethan, like, you know, we've known each other for oh since God. 2007. Two thousand seven. Uh, it's like, if we could transport back to 2007, it'd be like, one day, this is what will be <laughs> happening.
1: <laughs> I'd be living in Westchester. You'd be living in Jamaica. Uh, Jamaica,
2: Queens, dressed Flag. as a woman.
1: Uh married with both of us married with cats Uh
2: cats lots of cats and uh, because when i met you i was dating my that was only the second official like boyfriend i'd ever had Mm -hmm. uh and was was an old
1: who's a friend of mine still a friend of yours still a friend Mm -hmm. of mine Um, i think he
2: is the he's really the only ex that i didn't just completely
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's Um, life but so uh, in the, yeah, we are we are. I want to say that we are the same people we were all those years ago, but we are just better versions of ourselves.
2: Yeah, I am so much. What I can be very, I'm very happy for little RJ here because he has really, he's a fictional character, but he has gone through a good decades worth of like inner work in like overnight, which I you know is not realistic. <laughs> Maybe it is. It's really good to see though. He's like an instant. It gets better. Like. It's not. It gets better. It's like, oh, it got better, like immediately, <laughs> uh, because it took me until my thirties to be comfortable with really, really comfortable with being a homosexual, and now look at me. So,
1: well, is- I I don't know if maybe the next time we have, we do a a Pride Month plus, like we did this time, but maybe we revisit Wings because RJ only makes one <laughs> other appearance. And it is five years later. It is five years later, but it is nominated for a GLAAD award.
2: Yeah,
1: I've um, seen the episode. It's because he's he has someone and he wants yeah. to introduce him. and he's 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 introducing his his uh, boyfriend Partner. to his yeah, dad. Yeah. So he needs to
2: tell his dad because the Pride Parade is coming, and they're like, he doesn't need to find out from a float. <laughs> which is also mirrors how I came out because I was like, well, I have to come out because I'm my first article in for CBR comic book resources is about me being gay. So if it's going to be on the <laughs> internet, I should probably make sure I tell them.
1: Uh, um, and, and, and unfortunately like crystal Bernard does the wrong thing. Mm, where oh, she said, she, she sets him up and she's yeah. like, Roy, your son has something to tell you, which is very like, important. Not, Not your place to do that. Yeah. And then he
2: comes in. He asks for uh, RJ to give it to him straight. And RJ says, I'm gay. Roy faints. Act break, you know? Yeah. And then I... uh, This is a very accurate coming out scene. This is a very good coming out scene in that it is... uh. This is about as contentious as a coming out scene as you could get in a '90s sitcom, which means not much, but it doesn't have a happy ending, really. Not really. <laughs>
1: well, I want Before we we jump into that, do you think that Roy's concern is with a I don't like gay people, or B I have so mm. much built up for my son's future in football? that I don't believe that gays can play football and have this career that I have dreamed of for him. I mean, I would I think say it's more it's, the, I'd say it's more the latter.
2: You know, I don't know how Yankees think if he was from the South, I would be like, he definitely hates gay people. And he, I can, but I can also say like, he might be like, you know, I don't have no problem with gay people. Uh, you know, but I, I can also think that he's definitely icked out by the idea of two men having sex. I think that is okay. 100% Roy is not gonna, uh, you know. And, and I also think Roy seems to be so, it is wild. And I think this is also very accurate in telling. Is Roy a paragon of manly masculinity?
1: He's a lech.
2: I mean, like, he is a <laughs> slovenly, mustachioed, like, out of breath, sweaty like used car salesman, but it's always these kind of guys who were always very like men, masculine you know? Yeah. And it's like, dad, what the, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Why aren't you like, why aren't you pumping protein drinks and like jacked as hell, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but it's like, yeah. So I don't know. I I think that he is de- I think that, you know, for my parents, it was a lot of, they can't believe I hadn't told them. And then also just the like, never having had to think about gay people, period. Yeah. And then having to confront like, what, it basically was like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor here. But it's like, oh, hey, uh, we got a request for everything that I know about homosexuals. Okay, let me go to the filing cabinet. Uh, um. And you're just like, one piece of paper, you know? <laughs> and so I think that, because like, you, that that's very much how my parents reacted they had uh asked some very um other people would say
1: offensive questions i would say probably offensive uh, not even knowing the questions
2: <laughs> uh, yeah um uh, so i think that's also probably what roy is dealing with is he just like has no idea what this means and i think his immediate go-to is also like well he can't play football
1: yeah yeah what the hell? Like you're not that's gonna. That's what have he a says. He says at least at least once. I think twice. Yes. Like I thought you were gonna play football, and he, and and RJ's like I'm still gonna. That's still yeah. my dream too.
2: What I also like is like, uh, uh, Roy, honey, honey, baby, sit down. It is the odds of RJ being a professional football player are way lower than the odds of him being a homosexual. It yeah, is, it's always been way more likely. That your son was going to be gay than an NFL player.
1: And Abraham Ben Rudy didn't didn't become a professional football player. He became a professional actor. So not everyone who's built like a fucking monolith plays ball professionally. and
2: And Roy should be happy because he's like, he still likes all this stuff. Yeah. It's not like he was lying to his dad. about. Which is also what I tried to point out to my parents of like, I'm still like, I know you guys have, you know, which I now realize is me on internalized homophobia, which is like, I don't all of a sudden like musicals and stuff. <laughs> um, and that hasn't changed. No, it's not I mean, really. It's like, yeah, this, really you're, you're, you're you. Uh, but I do, uh, I do like men and would love to time travel and have sex with Robert Wagner. If anyone can figure that out um, before <laughs> nineteen,
1: before 1981. Now barb we're gonna get a whole bunch of emails from crazy mad scientists they're like
2: oh "Oh, i got it i can make your dream come true well you know what i'm into it uh that sounds like a good place to podcast (laughs) from
1: that sounds like an amazing back to the future reboot
2: (laughs) i'm here to go have sex with robert (laughs) wagner uh in like the weird like period of time before he married <laughs> Natalie Wood again in the early 70s.
1: Marty, I invented a time machine, but don't go back and have sex with Robert Wagner. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, but that's the only thing I want to do is that's go it. back and have sex with Kill Robert Hitler. Wagner. Fuck Robert Wagner. Um
2: oh lord. Um, uh, so they basically is like, Well, let's like have a one-on-one game, they start playing basketball. Which is when we find out that they've been standing in like a cavern on a stage, a yeah. like the entire rest of the soundstage.
1: And the basketball game, the stakes of the best basketball game are RJ, if I win, you're not gay. And if you mm-hmm. win, you're gay. <laughs> Which is just like, okay, all right, that's yeah. weird.
2: Which also is like this, uh, it's a good metaphor. No idea. Well, no, one of the writers was gay. So they're actually, you could actually read a lot into this and think he's probably, it he might be. Going from experience, parents will bend over backwards just to try to like justify trying to like work this new triangle peg into the Bible-shaped hole or whatever. You know, like they'll 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 figure anything out, and uh, it doesn't really work. But also, the music is very peppy during this montage. It's like they're treating this like a uh, mo- like montage is like oh,
1: it's fun. I just never f- I just never felt the stakes were very high on wings. No,
2: and, not, and not until the houses
1: started being burned down. And even then, I don't know. Um, did they show like a burned out house or did they just have mm-hmm. someone walk into the old airline set being like, oh, the house burned down?
2: Oh, I don't know. I need to I need to watch the whole series.
1: I doubt they built an entire set burnt down like they did <laughs> for Streets of San Francisco with that hotel
2: room. Yeah, that got hotel burned.
1: got yeah. ruined.
2: Uh, and then like he's like... He, all of a sudden, like we cut to them like laying on the ground. They are sweaty. And Roy's like 26 out of 51. Um, uh, oh, I do like that at uh, the beginning, Roy shoots like a three-pointer and like lands it.
1: Yeah. Roy's got Go, some like, skills. He's still yeah. he's still he still got some skills.
2: I wonder how he uh, did that. And then he says, like, well, you're my son, and and the response is like, I always will be. And it's like, that's so sweet. And you think it's like, oh man, yeah, we're we're heading towards a resolution of some sort. It's gonna be great. Uh, Roy's not gonna be an asshole. Um, and then he's like, "Well, is there any chance? No. Is there a one in a million chance? No. Is there a one in a billion chance? Just say it so I can sleep at night." And uh, uh Roger's like, "I don't. Maybe one in a billion. Ah, you're not sure. I knew it. Let's keep playing. Like, and then and and that's how that's where we end. And." Uh say accurate.
1: Hey. Uh it is I I have known many gay men who have had sex with women. They're just like, I want to yeah. give it a well,
2: oh, and also just just Roy needing an out just so he can move on and like hold on to hope. That whole like say it's one billion so I can sleep at night is very like oh god, you know. Not a not a trips, good trips, the like not like so we don't get any understanding, we don't even really get like I, 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 I love you and accept you for who you. He doesn't, there's none of that. No, it, I think it, the rest it, of the cast did that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the rest of the cast w- played that note, but our Roy doesn't. No, like that. what we get where he ends up is
2: there's a one in a billion chance that my son might be straight, so I'm happy. And it's like that is not the lesson to learn, but it is an accurate lesson to learn. It's realistic. Wings, you know, went for the they went for the gut.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the, he, end,
2: the end. He, did, of the he, does have, he does
1: have a great line. RJ does have a great line. After he finally wins, he goes I win. I'm gay. <laughs> like, a, I thought it was just a good delivery.
2: Which, honey, that was me uh, uh, when they call the election, the 2020 election, honey. It's like, oh, I win and I am gay. <laughs> Please register to vote. <laughs> Definitely. Please vote. Please vote for Joe Biden. Um, anyway. Um uh, and then the lad the little stinger thing is like Brian and Joe talking, and Joe's like, oh, it's funny. I mean, everyone thinks you're gay. Uh to, to, to Brian and and I did like Joe says, yeah, you might want to stay away from the wharf, which those guys have love. been out
1: to sea for a while.
2: <laughs> I do just like the, the idea of telling someone stay away from the wharf. <laughs> or just the word wharf in the context of gay people. I love for some
1: reason. <laughs> Stay tuned for our next podcast. Stay away from the wharf. Stay away from
2: the wharf, honey. <laughs> um and and then he's like, Well, yeah, you know, your walk's kind of gay. And then Brian starts to walk out and he looks at his tries to watch his walk, which is funny, and then
1: he goes out. It and, it, it and, kind and, of and, I want to say the episode kind of fizzled with that. Yeah. They and, could have got they could have done something else, but they did have to bring it back to their main characters. Yeah. Like how do Joe and Brian react at the end of the day as you know one accuses the other one of being gay?
2: And they could have revealed that their dad uh was a homosexual, went to conversion therapy, and then disappeared. They could have done that. They could have done that. I wonder if that was tossed an idea that was tossed around.
1: I mean, that's gotta feel weird for Tim Daly being like, So look, uh we know about your dad and this episode's we think it's a good a good episode for a good cause, but it probably might echo a little bit differently for you.
2: Uh, So (sighs) wild. I need to learn more about that.
1: Yeah. He was Uh, a, uh, I remember, I just remember him from a twilight zone episode where they land aliens land and and the guy in the diner hears about it through the radio and discovers that people in the diner are all all aliens and stuff like that. I like I
2: like this. I like this. Why then zone's got good episodes? That's that's my jam. Are uh, you ready for some must-have facts? Okay. Uh 7.3 human being Americans watched this episode of television.
1: Human being Americans. Maybe <laughs> some animals too. Not
2: aliens. <laughs> uh, and it was ranked 69th for the week. Nice. Yep. Uh, so the NBC Friday night lineup that this aired as part of uh, started off with Quantum Leap, then went to Night Court and then Wings, and then the drama called Midnight Caller.
1: Midnight Caller
2: Talk Radio. And starred Gary Cole. Oh,
1: Gary Cole. Yeah, we love Gary Cole. Yeah, he's great. Um okay. So Quantum Leap, good show. Another mm-hmm. show that I tried to get into, but If it was a shorter show, I would have enjoyed it more, but I don't think I enjoyed Quantum Leap when it came on. And Night Court, which we've done, and it's great.
2: Mm And then we should do Midnight Uh (laughs) Caller. The top five uh, TV shows of this week were Empty Nest at Five. Uh, Number tie for Third was A Different World and Monday Night Football. (laughs) Uh, Number two was 60 Minutes, and number one was Cheers.
1: So all is right in the world. Oh, God,
2: Cheers,
1: my heels. The, the the Cheers did cross over with 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 Wings. I, I mentioned it before mm-hmm. that uh, Cliff and Norm guested in an episode of Wings. Um, uh, Lilith and Fraser mentioned that they were flying to Nantucket in an episode of Cheers, and then the next week showed up in in oh. the episode in episode of Wings doing something uh in Nantucket. That's and uh I do I did read that in one episode uh Niles in one episode of Frasier Niles plays the theme song from Wings on the piano. Oh and and Rebecca shows up for an episode too.
2: I don't know if we needed Niles playing the Wings theme song.
1: (laughs) But whatever. And and, and Uh, what's crazy about it too is that it's not even like I've been watching so uh my our friend our mutual friend Dan Dunford sent over a link uh from YouTube by someone named RWDT09 that just collects themed like the opening credits for old TV shows and like old promos for shows and it's put together and, and and this person has put together blocks of intros for forgotten 80s and 70s TV shows. Love so- so, but I'm the, what I'm listening to is just like these really terrible opening theme songs that are just like he lives alone, but he has a dog, and he lives in Pittsburgh too, and it's like these really <laughs> awful, like terrible things. And then you go to Wings, and Wings is like, oh, it's just gentle piano music yeah. that you might hear in like a dentist's office. <laughs> and it's like, it's completely different than like, you know, she's a young single lady living in Boston and she is also has a dog. I don't know. I'm making it. I up, mean, but... the, this is <laughs> this is an adult, you know, sitcom. Yeah. About adult why, things. And that's maybe why I didn't latch on to it as an 11 or 12 year old. Mm. But uh, this was an adult <laughs> show.
2: Uh, what are you going to be watching while this is? Mm. On ABC, we have a show called Going Places, and in this episode, Jack uses a rented Porsche to improve Charlie's image before a big date.
1: Sounds like they're going places Uh, in a Porsche. I know, a big dare. A big dare.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, On CBS, an episode of Over My Dead Body. Nikki persuades Max to serve as butler for the wealthy Haversham family to investigate the murder of the daughter's fiance. Ooh, I don't know if it's a, it might be a drama. I have no idea. Uh, on NBC, we got Wings. Roy has an eye-opening experience when his son RJ takes cello lessons from Helen. Um, and then lastly on Fox, we got Against the Law. Flashback depicts McHeath's battle to secure reprieve from execution for a brilliant jazz musician. So wings <laughs> is the only thing I've heard of.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wings is the only thing I've heard of. And I'm
2: <sighs> so we got I... rented Porsche for a big dare, uh posing as a butler to investigate a murder, and flashbacks depicting a reprieve of execution for a brilliant
1: jazz musician. Probably posing as the butler. Okay. That seems a little bit interesting. For wings I think for wings to work, I'd have to know who Roy is.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I need to know who uh, Jack, Charlie, Nikki, Max,
1: the Havershams, uh, MacKeith. Yeah, McKeith. Who are these people? McKeith. Mac MacKeith. Mac the knife from three penny opera? Uh,
2: oh wow. Um, yeah, I don't I mean uh, yeah, I mean Over My Dead Body does sound fun. I like a good solving a daughter's fiance's
1: murder. Um, but I, murder. Like,
2: but wow. I'm I might I already be all in on Wings if I watched season one. So Wings,
1: since Wings is the only one that I've heard of. Now granted this is second season, so I don't know if this has really come off as like a big splash. This was like 69th in the ratings. Like that. no, I
2: mean I think it's holding it and hanging on there. It does move to Thursdays uh, soon after this episode airs.
1: And I didn't I did look at and it, it starts at kind of low. And then as the seasons keep going, it it it, it trends upwards. And then right about midpoint, it starts dropping down yeah. again. So a rising
2: tide lifts all boats and the rising <laughs> tides are friends in the yard. Like all of NBC just kind of goes up. We loved it. It was the glory days. Take me back. Um, <laughs> On IMDb, 144 wingers. Gave this a seven point four out of ten.
1: Yeah, uh, that's legit. I'll give that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say seven point four.
2: Yeah, seven seven point four. I think that's about right in there. Um, I wouldn't go higher. It. I don't. I don't even. Oh, so like, who had the must see performance in this episode?
1: Abraham Ben Rudy. Okay, RJ.
2: I'll
1: give it to Crystal Bernard. I thought she had some great line deliveries. She just had some great line deliveries, and I would say I honorable mention to um, the actor who played Roy who I want David to look Schramm. up. David Schramm? Yes, David Schramm for playing basketball and oh, getting yeah. all those points. Scoring we a three. We got to see him do that. But really, RJ is the RJ's just happy. He's the, yeah,
2: he's the heart and soul of the episode.
1: Yeah. Everyone else is just kind of ancillary. But I think that Abraham Ben Rudy. You got my thumbs up. You did a great hmm. job on this one. And must other people see this episode of television? Yeah. I mean, it
2: was nice. I mean, I think in terms of seeing a diverse assortment of coming out episodes, this is definitely a different kind of one because it mm-hmm. doesn't have a hug at the end of it. Um it
1: might also I, I even though I haven't seen it, like this one was not nominated for the Glad award, but the ones in five seasons later was. Mm-hmm. So maybe that one has a little bit more oomph, maybe a little a bit double more feature. Point. Yeah. The the RJ two parter, which they probably release on VHS on VHS,
2: yeah, like the RJ Chronicles. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I mean, that's yeah, that's it for uh Pride month. Um, and after this, turning back into a straight man, I'm sorry <laughs> no <laughs> We're really gonna it's gonna be a problem for a lot of aspects of my life no,
1: no don't never change never don't never change
2: no I mean hey i spent a i spent a week in Tennessee and not just Tennessee every all my family moved to the more rural parts of Tennessee, uh so I had to spend a couple of days in Shelbyville, which was Fun. That's um, a fictional
1: city from The Simpsons. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> I tell you, after like two days in Shelbyville with my family, I was like, I cannot wait to put on heels and a wig and makeup. Oh my god, oh dress is gonna be so good. I was like, get me some gay. Okay. Um yeah, <laughs> and you came but I bought a lot here. of comics, so
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm jealous about. You bought all those comics, and I'm like, mm, you got the first appearance of Mystique got the first appearance of Misty Knight.
2: What I like about Mystique, mm. and this makes sense for Mystique, is she has three first appearances and I, she has two cameos and then a first full, and they're all Ms. Marvel, like 16, 17, yeah. 18. And I had all of them, but I didn't have her first cameo. Now I do. Now you do. <laughs> it's like, great. Uh, oh, I should say, yeah, if you're in Middle Tennessee, oh God, which one? Um, Outer Limits in Murfreesboro, I really enjoyed and uh of course the great escape in not the one in murfreesboro and i don't think not the one downtown if that one's still there the one that's in front of the old time pottery (laughs) (laughs) um but they had a really they had a very large selection of back issues and had really interesting little categories they had like um new comics that they had just bought were up front and alphabetical so fucking key um so it's like oh well these are new ones that they've bought that they haven't put out into so that's cool. And then if 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 any new ones they bought that were worth more than $20 were uh, were in a separate place. So if you're like, ooh, right. I'm looking to see, you know, what's new but you know, potentially valuable." there you go there. And They had another section that was um bronze age like issues marked down. Oh, that's cool. So it, so it's like, you know, um oh my god, uh, Shang Chi's first appearance worth a lot of money you know 2 years ago now a little bit less so it's there kind of thing did you um, get that did you buy no that? they did no i don't even know what that is oh it's <laughs> probably one of them weird magazines i did buy a bunch of those weird magazines though um i got the one the paul gogolsky cover with a uh, misty and uh with the Daughters of the dragon and and black widow and it's you know it's weird i got that one
1: they were a um, different They were a different kind of book like they weren't they were didn't shy away from violence and nudity tense. nudity yeah. did it in your marvel superhero comics in the 70s i got a a couple of them uh just a couple months ago there was a a claim sale and i'm like no one's no one's jumping on these books and i started looking them up and i'm like oh they're actually like really popular and like worth something so i I got a whole bunch of like there's like a dc fanzine that um was like really good it was like a dc fanzine that was like worth a whole bunch and then one of them, I opened it up and there was a letter from Mark Wade, like a young Mark Wade, had typed up a letter complaining about the issue itself. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know whose it was. And Wait, like a physical letter? Him. Yeah, a physical, like, typed out letter. Like, his pin pal owned that beforehand? It, some, a, a mutual friend asked, like, do you remember this? He's like, I don't remember it, but it looks like something I would do <laughs> when I was, like, 14. <laughs> wild because <laughs> it was correcting things in the issue The like no that wasn't his second appearance good <laughs> work mark wade love you mark, love you
2: doing uh, great work <laughs> that does it for this episode of must
1: have tv uh ethan word do you uh, where do you want people to find you um i'm on instagram ethan k 55 and i'm on blue sky i joined blue sky um i am tweeting into the void to my one to my three followers, two of whom are um, like anime of the day accounts. So I don't oh, know. Yeah. You know, if, I don't know if they're looking, but uh, um, thank you for everyone's following me on blue sky. It's a thing. Um, I think I'm just Ethan K dot blue sky, whatever the nah, their weird convention. I have
2: one, but yeah. I haven't set it up. I got one and I was like, well, I'm just going to wait and see what shakes out. I think threads ain't happening.
1: Nope. I posted um, once on thre- threads and said, no, this is not worth it.
2: Um, you can find, uh, you can find Barb Hardly on Instagram at, at Barb Hardly. And you can also find me on YouTube at, at Barb Hardly, where I should be putting up my We're Here performance because did have a friend uh, tape it. I should be doing that at some point. Uh, and that's, that, I mean, that's it for, for me. I mean, for I, I came back from Tennessee... revitalized queen and I'm ready to take the world by storm as long (laughs) as I can get to the venue uh, safely and timely and cheaply yeah I don't know Uh, (laughs) as for uh, must have seen tv please write and review us like literally anywhere it'd be great subscribe on youtube and leave comments because we'll read them I just got to upload a whole bunch of episodes you'll see them uh, what else am I doing today can I actually kick my kick myself in the in the patootie? <laughs> Make myself do something? Who knows? Um, thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast, and I mean, I guess that's probably everything, right? It's been so
0: long.
1: Ah, uh, well, I'm glad that we're back, and people have been watching and listening, and I think that uh, I think that's been fantastic. So thank you, everyone okay. who's 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 been part of this.
2: Bye, everybody. We'll see y'all next time on
1: Must Have
0: Seen TV.